Predictions are dangerous. We absolutely need more inventory. The Fed doesn't actually have a lot of tools to regulate inflation. That cash has dried up. Wow, is my first thought, Bruce. If both parties don't win, it doesn't happen. The Real Look. Trending News. G'day. Today's Wednesday, July 26th. I'm Bruce Hardy. And I'm Chase Williams. And this is the news you need to know. Well, Chase, Bright MLS, the nation's second largest multiple listing service, is breaking with a controversial National Association of Realtors policy that requires listing brokers offer commissions to buyer brokers in order to submit listings to realtor-affiliated MLSs. Now, Bright MLS, as I said, is the second largest in the country with more than 100,000 subscribers in six states in the mid-Atlantic region. And they announced on its website that starting August 9th, it would allow listing brokers and agents to enter any amount in a listing cooperative compensation fields, including zero. So uh, what are your thoughts around that? Well, I would say, Bruce, that traditionally this hasn't been controversial, but it has become controversial in large part due to the class action lawsuits, now class action lawsuits, one of them set to go to trial in October regarding this policy from the National Association of Realtors. So they're allowing the compensation now to be listed as zero, whereas previously it required a compensation of at least, get this, Bruce, one cent. And the reason I say it that way is, to me, it actually underscores the idea that there is a perception that maybe there's a problem that's being pushed by attorneys after a money grab, in my personal opinion, versus an actual problem. The change is one cent. Do I think that it's potentially a big deal because this is a NAR-affiliated MLS and that's a NAR policy? Maybe. I have the distinct suspicion that the second largest MLS that's affiliated with NAR would probably be in deep conversation with the National Association of Realtors before making a change like this. And yet the change still represents a one cent difference in what was previously allowed. So I don't know. What are your thoughts, Bruce? I think it's interesting, right? Because Northwest MLS was really the first major MLS to go down this path. Now, the difference is Northwest MLS, which is a big chunk of Washington, by the way, our neck of the woods, is not affiliated with NAR, right? Whereas Bright, which is like the vast majority of the 522 MLSs in the US, is a realtor association owned. That's the first piece, right? Is they're going down this and they're sort of breaking with the rest of NAR. What's fascinating, though, is Northwest MLS had already done this. And What they discovered between October 2019, when offering commissions to buyer brokers became optional, so Northwest MLS made this decision in 2019, through March 2022, 99.2% of all listings in the Northwest MLS continued to offer a buyer broker commission, even though they could have offered zero. That is basically flat from the previous years where it was 99.3%. And virtually all, 94.5% offered a cooperative commission above 2%. So yeah, I think this is sort of a, a little bit of a tempest in a teacup. I agree with you. I think it's in reaction to these class action lawsuits that have been 
thrown around with regards to the fact that we do offer a unilateral offer of compensation to buyers agents. Yeah, I think the Northwest MLS data is really helpful here, Bruce, because ultimately there was no change in what was happening following this change that they made almost four years ago. And it demonstrates to me where the true power of the decision-making lies, and that's in the decision of the home seller, right? So they have this option now not to do it, and they still all do it. Why? Because that's the way that the marketplace has worked and has worked for them, the seller, for a really long time. So I'm not surprised that people are taking action on this, Bruce. And here's why I say that. There's a difference between not wanting to get your ass sued for billions of dollars and having done something wrong. Those are two different things. I want to make changes that keep me from getting sued. It doesn't mean I'm accepting of the fact that I did anything wrong. Those are different. And so I think you'll start to see a lot of action being taken regardless of the outcome of these lawsuits to CYA if you will, from companies that just don't want to be spending all this money on lawyers that would seek to grab it, even if the consumer is not generally frustrated around how it's working. Or being harmed. So in January of 2022, real estate giant Anywhere, formerly Realogy, right, publicly called on NAR to end the requirement that listing brokers and buyer brokers share commissions, pushing instead for the policy to be optional. Now, what's notable about that is that Anywhere is a defendant in all three of the major commission lawsuits. Along with other real estate franchises, us, Keller Williams, Home Services of America, and Remax. What was interesting here is all of those franchise brands actually have a presence on Bright's board of directors through their franchisees. And that make up about half of the 29 directors. So, you know, that could be part of what's happened here with Bright. But again, we'll have to wait and see what happens when this works its way through the courts. Yep, we absolutely will. Existing home sales fell to a seasonally adjusted rate of 4.16 million as the median sales price climbed to 410,000 or just 0.9% below the highest median recorded ever by the National Association of Realtors. Now, sales of existing homes spiraled 3.3% in June, plunging to a 14-year low and prompting economists to warn of dangerously low inventory. And all of this is according to data released on Thursday by NAR. What thinks you of this? Well, it's just more evidence of what we've talked about as almost a perfect storm here, Bruce, and that's that the government has ratcheted down demand as designed with the increase in the cost of money and therefore mortgage rates, right? Now, that was their plan to their credit, ratchet down demand, and they did that. The challenge here is that because there's so many homeowners locked into a low interest rate from years prior, the inventory is exceptionally low. So here you have low demand, 4.16 million seasonally adjusted, and yet the median price is still going up because of low inventory. In other markets that we've seen in the past, that slowdown in demand would cause a rise in inventory because there would typically then be less buyers than sellers and therefore a slowing of the appreciation of price and maybe even a decrease in average price. And yet here we're seeing the opposite all due to inventory. Matter of fact, 76% of homes sold in June were on the market for less than a month. And while the typical home sold in June was on the market for 18 days, 
that low days on mark is an indicator of not high demand, lowest in 14 years, but an exceptionally low inventory. Well, what I find really interesting, right, is now we're seeing these seasonally adjusted rates of 4.1 million, which, by the way, if we were to go back and listen to some of our previous reporting, right, is where we were predicting home sales to go. What's fascinating to me is we're seeing that rate adjust down in what would typically be the height of the season. So, I mean, like you said, the Fed has looked to slow the economy down and it does seem to be working. If we'd look back six months ago, you talk to all the economists, they were in 100% agreement that we were going to have a recession. Now that's not so clear. But what I will say is that we are feeling like we're in a recession in the real estate business because there's 30% less deals being done, right? I mean, literally, we've spiraled from over 6 million home sales down to 4.1 million in two years. Yeah, that's like getting dropped at the knees, right? If you think about it from just a mathematical standpoint, as a whole industry, right, Bruce? Like, I think we do a pretty good job, and you especially, of reminding us that the individual agent listening to this podcast and this news does not have to participate in that 30% reduction or whatever it is in your local market. Matter of fact, just today, we interviewed a top agent in the Northwest region who is experiencing the opposite of their business declining, right? So we know that that's true. We also know that sometimes as we're reporting the national news here, generally, you have to be a local economist of your local market, right? We do a lot in the kind of Western space, as they call it. And you can even see, as an example, in the West, although inventory is 22.7% lower than a year ago, the median sales price in the West actually fell 3.4% to 606,500. So again, it's going to be a little bit different per market. And yet, this is what I would describe as kind of the perfect storm for the time being. Well, and we'd be remiss if we didn't quote NAR's chief economist, Lawrence Yun, where he said the first half of the year was a downer for sure, with sales lower by 23%. End quote. Way to get us pumped up, Lawrence. We really appreciate that. Well, Chase, mortgage applications for new home purchases jumped 26.1% in June from the same period last year. And that's according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. In fact, the MBA estimates that about 687,000 new single family homes were sold in June at a seasonally adjusted annual rate. It's a decline of 9% from the May pace of 755,000 units. And on an unadjusted basis, the Mortgage Bankers Association estimates that there were 60,000 new home sales in June 2023. And that was a 6.3% decrease from the 64,000 new home sales in May. So what's going through your mind about this? Well, just for clarity, Bruce, when we're talking about new in this story, we're talking about newly built. There's clearly a buyer appetite of those buyers that are still in the market for new homes. And I think that's not necessarily surprising. If you're a buyer and you're out there shopping and the available inventory of existing homes is crazy low, then all of a sudden you start thinking maybe for the money I'm about ready to spend, maybe I want to get something that's brand new. And I don't have a lot of other great options that I'm seeing or finding or the ones that I am seeing and finding, Bruce. It feels like I'm still competing with multiple other offers. So no surprise that some of those buyers are being attracted to or driven to brand newly built homes for sale. 
I think one of the things that is challenging is that home builders constructed an annualized rate of 1.434 million houses in June, which is down 8% from May and 8.1% from June of last year. So what that tells us is that we're still not building enough, right? We haven't been building enough for actually a really long time, Bruce. And now we're seeing even that amount decline over last year and from the previous month. This is, again, just an additional, I'll call it a strain on our inventory challenge. Even though we have buyers that are you know, excited to be buying newly built homes, we don't have builders building enough still to, at least not to alleviate the situation we're in currently. Indeed. It's interesting to see the mix, right? So of those new homes that were sold, 65.5% of them were conventional loans. FHA loans composed 24.1%. VA loans took up 10%. And then the Rural Housing Service and United States Department of Agriculture, USDA loans, consisted of just 0.3%. So the vast majority still going conventional. We're seeing more, though, people taking advantage of those government loans where they can get in for less down, right? And that's becoming an issue as these home prices continue to rise. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on this, and I think it's going to be uh, an interesting 12 months as we go through because the builders are not going to rescue us. No, they're not. And I think even the 12 months you just described, Bruce, we'll be lucky if that's all it takes. That's the news you need to know. Don't miss this Friday's Northern Lights episode where we'll interview Rochelle Killian with Keller Williams Realty Alaska Group in Anchorage, Alaska. Thanks again for tuning in with us on The Real Look. This podcast is produced by Marissa Frost. Visit kwnwr.com to access the show notes from today's episode. Head over to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe to The Real Look. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with a breakdown of all things real estate.